is it? All right. Ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land, this is Pete and Pat in the morning coming to you live once again through the magic of the intertube fiber web. Uh, I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And this is episode 67. I just, I want to name this one off the bat, just like episode 67. Fucking hell! God damn! That's the name of this episode. Fucking hell. Those muckrakers. 67. So a ton of a ton of news happened. Um, so uh, I wanted to start this off. I, I saw this really great, uh, and I, I shared it with you, this Ben Shapiro interview. Um, where... Fucking Ben Sharpie. I've never heard him speak before until I heard this. And I'm like, why are his balls in his throat? He talks with like the highest pitch I've ever seen someone speak with. He's a guy who you know has sex through the like little like front hole of his tidy whities. <laughs> yep. And just looking at him and listening to him, I'm just like, yep, this guy pulls his penis through his tidy whitey underwear, and that's how he has sex. Um, if you, if I'm, you... <laughs> I'm picturing like a Dave Chappelle in whiteface whenever he's like doing the impression of a white guy having sex. Yeah, now, he uh, is. Hold on, hold on, ben... just a minute while I uh, slip my penis out through the little front of my uh, my pajamas and all ben right, Sh- uh, just, ben this Sh- is how this is how we do it. Ben Shapiro is a caricature of a white man. Yeah, seems that way. Um, he's the king of neckbeards. Uh, if you ben... don't know, who Ben Shapiro is to give you a little bit of like history. Um, He's a uh, he's kind of a, uh, a right wing philosopher and uh, conservative, and he has a bunch of videos where he basically at public speaking events owns like first year grad students, and it's all <laughs> you can look up the videos and it's like Ben Shapiro destroys the abortion debate, Ben Shapiro destroys trans rights. Yeah, um, all he does is just like picks fights that he knows he can win. If it's like some scared college kid that he can shout down in the middle of a crowded room where everyone's on his side, of course yeah. he's gonna win. Ben well, Shapiro, he, more like Ben Dulpiro, am I right? He does that thing I hate, and I finally figured out because he's very good at sounding very smart. Um, and he does this thing where he boxes people in in debates, and I hate people that do this. It, 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 like you'll you'll give me a give me a topic that you would debate me on. Oh. Jesus, um, is it uh, a good thing or a bad we... thing that they recreated the Ark out at that one place because they wanted to try and show what Noah's Ark would look like? So when the biblical flood happened, uh, millions of people died. Are you telling me that you are okay with millions of people dying? What? That's, are you that's okay a... with millions of people dying? It's a simple question. <laughs> Answer it. That's what he does! He relates anything to, like, he wants to put you in an indefensible position, frame the argument about something else so he can sound smart and then come back to his point. And so he very quickly builds a straw man, and he, he reframes the argument to something that he can win, basically, yeah? Mm-hmm. Trump, yeah. Trump did that. Well, his his people did that. He didn't. Trump's not smart enough to do this. But Trump did that with um, the Mueller report by saying it's all about uh, collusion with Russia, when that was never what it was about. It didn't prove collusion because it was out to prove obstruction because it started not with the still dossier, because that's another lie that they keep saying. It started with Trump firing Comey for the Russia investigation. It was over right. the Russia investigation, but the the yeah the Mueller report started in response to his obstruction of justice. And like and, we all know, and, and like it showed Trevor, eleven counts of him being guilty of obstruction. Like, like Trevor Noah said, it's something that black people have known about the justice system for a while. It's fucked up. You can be arrested for fucking obstruction when there was no crime committed. That's how they arrest you for resisting arrest. When the initial thing they were arresting you for 
is proved to be false or non-existent. Right. And like, what was he arrested for? Resisting arrest. Right. But what was he doing before that? I, I don't understand. He was arrested for resisting arrest. Well, what was the underlying crime? Resisting arrest. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, but, we know that's fucked up, but hey, man, it's the fucking law. If you don't like it, you should get rid of obstruction and resisting arrest. Uh, if there's no underlying crime, fix it. But, uh, yeah. There's, we're we're going to be covering something yeah. similar to that later today, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. So in this Ben uh, Shapiro interview, it was great because there's this, there's this big, fat, sweaty BBC guy who uh, I read a little bit about him in the article. He's he's a pretty right wing. He says that heterosexual AIDS in the '90s was a myth, uh, and all this other stuff. So this the guy he's interviewing Shapiro is pretty right wing, and so the guy's what I would call lobbying uh, face or lobbying softball questions for him to just knock out of the park, right? Yeah, right. Standard I mean, he's on this stuff. guy's side. Yeah, the guy is on Shapiro's side. He's just like. The new heartbeat anti-abortion bill in uh, in Georgia, some people would call draconian and back to the dark ages. What do you say, Ben Shapiro? Thus going, Ben Shapiro, would you like to state your case on, uh, you know, abortion? And so what does Ben Shapiro do? He just flips out and attacks the guy and is like, you're leftist! You're leftist, aren't you? And it's just like, Ben, he's on your fucking side, you fucking cannibal. He's British, so of course I picture him talking like Total Biscuit. So in my mind, I'm just hearing, we do occasionally own the libs. And he just like tosses well, then... Shapiro like the softest softball ever. And Shapiro's like, because he has well, a super high-pitched voice. Well, then I would give, I would bully Ben Shapiro in high school. <laughs> and I was a pretty yes. soft high schooler. I would bully that kid. Um, but yeah, like, like unintentionally uh, too. It's like, do you have do you, do you have money for your milk today? Well, dare you, liberal? Do you is it okay when people die? And he runs out of the room screaming. Well, like, and so he starts quoting Ben Shapiro's quotes back at him because he's there to promote a new book. And it turns out the the it's it's like a movie where you turn the monster's own power on him. It turns out the thing that upsets Ben Shapiro is the thing that upsets all the rest of us, which is hearing his stupid bullshit. <laughs> Because the guy yeah, just reads uh, his quotes and shit back to him, and he gets all out of sorts about it. Because, um, it was like, what What did he say? It's like, uh, we're here to talk about my book, so why don't you quote my book to him? And he's like, I, I have quoted your book several times, and here's another quote. If you'd like, we'll just move on to the next topic. And Shapiro's like, no, no, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to leave. And the guy's like, well, thank you for your time, and thank you for showing us that uh, anger is not part of the American discourse in politics. I do like how that guy got super British and sarcastic. Like, that was just a, a brilliant piece of just dry, <laughs> like, thank you, sir, for demonstrating intelligence and civility in the American discourse. Like, you're like, man, fucking, you look like an idiot right now. It turns out the only one that can beat Ben Shapiro in a straw man argument is another Ben Ben Shapiro Shapiro. with a straw man argument. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been trending on Twitter all day. I was looking at that right before the podcast, and he made himself look like an idiot, so... Because he he attacked... And I think, I feel like that... He, he attacked his own. He's punching himself in the face here. And also his reasoning for walking away was nonsense. Like he yeah. had no reason to storm out. Like that didn't like what did his brain melt? Did, did he have a malfunction? That would be like if I went on an interview show and they were like, Pete, uh, I have some quotes here. You say borders are for cowards. Eat the rich. Now, some would say <laughs> some would say that's nonsensical. What would you say to that? And I'd be like, well, I do think the rich are exploiting and destroying our planet, and I do think that, uh, you know, in a utopian world, borders are for cowards because they're 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 only about fear. Um, yeah, I would def- I wouldn't be like, ah, dare you? I'd just be like, yeah, that's my point. Here's why I said it. 
That was a good Alex Jones impression just for a second. What, it's like low-key uh, quiet. Yeah, the how dare you, monster! <laughs> ah, mortars are mortars are turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> it's a very so, like surprise Alex Jones there for a moment. It was nice. It was nice to see Ben Shapiro own himself. I enjoyed that. And I also don't like his mealy mouth talking out of both sides of his face with the whole like I I don't. He does this thing that like I see a lot of people do like I don't I don't support Trump Marley but I think a lot of his policies are more aligned with what I want. And I go well, I, then you, uh, oh, go ahead go ahead. It's it's just because it's like admit it you either you're, you're ashamed to support this guy but then you're going to hide behind policy. His policies are the least sound thing that he's done. Yeah, everything he's done is like ridiculous he has no policies he has no ideas he has no agendas he has look smarter people that are still very very evil and cruel try to create policies and then say that they're trump's positions but they're not his positions he doesn't well, he have did. positions besides you know besides i'm the best okay I'm he did so smart he had a very good quote that stuck in my mind and he goes i don't think that conservatism is the party of trump he goes uh I think that a lot of conservatives see him as the vehicle for their policy, and in my, and I, I'm like watching this, and I just screamed at my computer, "Get a better vehicle, man!" Yeah, he's a lemon. <laughs> yes. Or an orange. He's a fu- yeah, he's an he's a fuck somewhere between an orange and a lemon. There's a joke there somewhere, but I don't have the time to mine it. The point is, yeah, yeah I like I don't have a problem with a lot. With I, I, I actually I don't even I don't even know where conservatism is anymore, but I don't have a problem Dead. with like. Yeah, I don't have a problem with like fiscal responsibility, like, right? Like, here's here's the thing: is always like right now, modern conservatism is all about uh, fellatiating the ultra wealthy. They just yeah. want to do stuff that makes the rich richer. Pretty and much. All of the old conservative <laughs> ideas have just been melted into excuses for fucking over the poor. Like it's about personal responsibility. That's why you have to die of sickness from an easily curable well, the disease. New, the new conservatism, honestly, and I got this great thing. Just, You're gonna love just this. Just because it, you know, it makes the ultra wealthy more money they're, to charge you an arm and a leg so they're not conservatives so you have anymore to die when you get sick you know what they are they're, they're fucking huh. regret they're regressives that's what they are yeah that's my new name for them because conservatism is dead you are regressives if you're a true like fiscal conservative then you should be just as concerned about military overspending as you are uh the pittance we spend on social welfare programs you know what i mean uh, I, I see them more as like wealthy benefactor cocksuckers and people that vote for them as wealthy benefactor cocksucker enablers. Here at uh, here at uh, uh, this podcast, uh, we like to say, remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't eat the rich, fillet the rich. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's basically the two political parties now. Are we? I going guess to technically, eat them, that, or are we going to blow them? I guess technically, if you're blowing the rich, you are eating the rich by that definition. So it's up to you. Eat the rich in one way or another. But come on, guys, let's get something going. Maybe you can squeeze some better policies out of them while you're doing that. Um, speaking I mean, the of the other one, sort of sounds like cunning linguist the rich. So either way, you're going down on the rich. <laughs> well, to be fair, cunning linguist the well, I mean, we're already all filleting the rich as it is. It's not like we have a choice. I, I, our, our language skills need to get better. We need to be cunning linguists, Peter. <laughs> that was the first good pun you've made in a long time. Glad you're getting warmed up. Oh, um, no, I stole that from a 007. <laughs> Your best. Wait, which 007? Fuck, I don't remember. It was Roger um, Moore, was it? That seems like a Roger Moore one. I don't know. Uh, that's too intelligent for Roger Moore. That might not be a Roger Moore, but maybe. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so speaking, speaking of bad, bad very policy, <laughs> bad policy and regressives. He's quite mad, you know. 
Georgia. Georgia. Fucking Georgia. Just passed the... And it's stupid for so many reasons. They passed the thing called the Heartbeat Bill, right? Um, and it's this super... It's, yeah, it's this super regressive, Look, super... And, and, and in an ideal world, I think... Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. Just go on. Super, well, let me, let very me, aggressive, Bill. Let me introduce the Frankenstein's monster to the people first, and then we can take the torches to it. Um, yeah. So in the state of Georgia, they passed this heartbeat bill, which is this insane backdoor anti-abortion bill, um, which basically means that uh, they're, they're, they're trying to pass this thing. So as soon as you find a fetal heartbeat, usually at about six weeks, uh, which is before women know they're pregnant... Um, that now it is illegal to have abortion. Now this has not just, this has really wide reaching, um, um, implications because they've added stuff in it. Like you can't, you, you, so you could be basically tried for murder. If you get an abortion procedure, um, women who miscarry can now go on trial for murder unless they can prove that like the mix miscarry was accidental. So like you're trying Jesus to have a child. Christ. You miscarry. Miscarriages happen. It's part of nature. Women right. miscarry I mean, I all know, the time. I, I know. I know people who are 100% against abortion. They would never get an abortion in a million years. That's their own morals, right? And yeah. they have tried so fucking hard to have babies, and they have had so many miscarriages. Well, now they're going to go to tragic fucking, for them. And now they're going to get. Now they're going to be dealing with that tragedy while they're in a fucking like uh, uh, what do you call it? A goddamn uh, interrogation room with the cops getting fucking uh, hammered over their fucking miscarriage fucking good cop bad cop staring over them uh, in a room with glass walls because it's you know one-way mirrors how is that even gonna work where you're like well you know what we've got the miscarried fetus in the other room and he's <laughs> and he's fingering you for the murder you better give up something like this is insane. better give up something was it your husband did he push you down the stairs uh, yeah it's it's in, not only is it insane and there's another part of it too that says if you leave Georgia and go to another state and get a pr abortion procedure and you come back, you can be tried Oops. for murder. Uh, that's insanity. A, yeah. B, could you imagine uh, an America where murder, like literal, real murder, was legal in certain states and you could just like go kill someone in Alabama then come back to Georgia and then they trial you for that murder? It's like, but it's legal over there. I don't know. For some reason, that just popped into my mind, like a dystopic well, future. Here's the thing about but this. Anyway. Is Number one, this has already been decided that, that, in Roe versus Wade. That would be like Wade. a what if scenario in a conservative film, I think. It's a it it Roe versus Wade, uh, the court case that allowed abortion, determined that it is a medical procedure and is thus protected by medical privacy. So you don't get to legislate it. Um, two, now you're fucking up states' rights. You can't make something a crime in one state that's legal in another and then fucking arrest somebody for something. That, that's federal. So unless you have a federal abortion ban, you cannot pass this law. This is a fucking... And I'm hoping to God that it gets just it, they just strike it down in a higher court because it really seems like a limp dick attack on federalism, and I don't think it's going to stand. But the scary thing is a uh, friend of mine, and I didn't, I didn't uh, pull the whole thing up to quote it, but like she had a very passionate response about this, about like, she's like 45, she's a fucking mother, uh, she has a husband, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if she gets pregnant, she has health problems, it will very likely kill her. Yeah. So now, and she that's can't... One of the... 
that's one of the biggest reasons to never ever trust the government with um, the ability to choose what other people do for their own health care is because the government can be like, no, you have to have this baby. The baby's already dead and I am dying too. I have to get rid of this. No. Yeah. And yeah. then you're fucked. It's a law being or you passed. Go to prison. It's a law being passed by people that don't understand the nuance of pregnancy in the first place, which is fucking baffling. But I guess Georgia ain't got no sex ed, so nobody knows. Like I think it was in Ohio, they were trying to pass this law, or they did pass this abortion bill that says, "Do you know what an ectopic pregnancy is?" Do I know? Okay, so here's I, don't, I don't know shit about pregnancy. Well, you're also not passing laws on it, so there you exactly. go. Exactly. Uh, but you are in favor of body autonomy, and that's what we all believe in. Um, right. So here's the cool thing about an egg topic pregnancy. It's when you get pregnant and the egg uh, is fertilized outside the womb. Like oh, the God, womb. I'd have heard of that. Ah, yeah, yeah uh, in the fallopian tubes, right? Oof, oof. So there is a 100% chance that that baby will not come to term. It's dead. It's done. If you don't get an abortion or abortion procedure, it will kill you, right? Mm, yeah, I'm, so, like clit, I'm like clinching my, uh, my, my, where my uterus would be if I was a woman right now. So like, o- ah, Ohio, just picturing the pain you would be in from that. Ohio, and I can't remember if they did pass the bill or they tried to. I think they did pass it, uh, or it's in the works right now. Basically says that uh, a- uh, abortions for uh, ectopic pregnancies are legal, and what doctors actually have to do is take the egg and retransplant it into the womb. Therefore, it's not an abortion. And all the doctors in science go... That's that's not a thing. You can't you can't you can't do that. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. You can't just fucking move it around like it's operation. So uh, now we're apparently we're legislating fucking future procedures that you can't even do. I'm picturing like an old person in government being like, "Oh, right, you know, the other day when I was in Microsoft Word, I started typing something, but it was in the wrong place, so I highlighted it and hit Control X. And then what this did was it cut the text, and then I brought it to where it should be and hit Control V, and it put it in the right place. It pasted the text. You're telling me you can't do that inside of a woman's a, yeah, body a, to move a human an body? Egg. Yeah, man. <laughs> Like no, uh, we can't. I I honestly think that the only people that should be able to vote on body autonomy issues are like women anyway. So if you want to pass an abortion bill, I'm cool with that. But guess what? If you got a penis, you don't get to vote on this issue because yeah. I think that's fair, right? Uh, yeah. I, strongly... I mean, and, pe- and people can say that that's uh, not fair, but like for a long fucking time now, people with only penises got to vote on yeah. this stuff. So you know, turnabout is fair game. You know, I and say also, if we just... also it doesn't affect men anyway, so I'm not sure why they would be voting on it. Yeah, and there's there's a, you know like Georgia, I believe is one of those states too, where like the rapist can sue you for uh, uh, child not letting pater- them see their quote unquote yes. kid. Right, but it's very difficult to like sue somebody for raping you, like or to get a rapist to pay child support. And it's it's fucking insane that this. It's got... hard to prove rape in the first place because of all of the um, backlogged rape kits. They just sit in a warehouse somewhere. Right, because God forbid we get money to get the guys cracking on that, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, so that's this... actually a very real problem. Like rapists go free because the statute of limitation runs out before they ever get around to running those kits by the lab. Right, and then everyone goes, "Well, this rape was so long ago. Why didn't she report it then?" Well, probably because the fucking test kit was sitting in a goddamn lab for 30 fucking years. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Anyway, and yeah, this guy really actually fucking off. happens in this world that we live in now. This isn't a fictionalized scenario. This really happens. This so, is really happening. Here's here, So here's my, my thoughts on the evolution of, like, my thoughts on abortion, right? So I was never anti-abortion. 
I was always like, well, I think that, you know, like, you know, maybe, like, have a good reason, I don't know. And then I finally got to the point, I, I, and I've been this way for a long time, like, I mean, whatever you do to your fucking body, that is your goddamn decision. Um, and a friend of mine actually helped me realize this when I'm like, I said, I don't know if I'm pro-choice, but I know I'm not pro-life. I don't like those people at all. And so she walked me through what I thought, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't think abortions are good, but I also don't think I, I deserve to, you know, tell somebody what else to do with their body. And she goes, you know why? Because you're fucking pro-choice! And I go, yeah, I guess you're right, because it's your choice, not mine, because I'm a man, so I should shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it's also a medical privacy right issue. Here's the danger with, like, and all these idiots, and it's going to come back and bite us in the fucking asshole. Like, not on the ass, in the asshole where it's real painful and you can't get to. Here's why. Do you know how many different weird religious, like, sects there are out there of just Christianity? Uh, yeah, like a good handful. There's a lot. Did you know that some of them don't even believe in modern medicine? <clears throat> the... I mean, I can see that. The Christian scientists, they don't believe in medicine. They believe you should pray out the sickness. So now hmm. what happens? What that happens? sounds like snake handler philosophy right there. Oh, there's this faith base. They think that if you're faithful and, and, and good, that the snake won't bite you. But if you don't have faith, that much, I guess, like the Apostle Peter walking on the water, uh, that the snake what? will bite you. But well, imagine being they... snake handlers, why don't they just be water walkers then? I don't know. I oh, I guess I don't have the, the Jesus inside of me. I just sink again. I, I just sink again. I think that it's because it's a lot easier to be a snake handler than a water walker. Lots of snake handlers. So far, only one guy historically I know that can walk on water. You know what I'm talking about. The guy that our podcast is all about, Jesus Christ. Oh, I was going to say Jonathan Benefield. <laughs> I've never seen him walk on water. Um, but I would pay to see that trick. But yeah, so the, <laughs> here's a problem. So you start legislating based on like these fucking psychotic religious ideologies. So what happens when we get a we get a state where the Christian scientists uh, have taken a hold of like the House legislative branches and they go, no more medicine. It's against Jesus. You know, one thing I find fascinating. Speaking of anti-medicine, is that you. It is, like, politician-wise, it is the GOP that does not believe in medicine and does not believe in science. But voter-wise, it's always Democrats that want to be, like, anti-vaccinations. Um, so that's, I don't know. Now, yes, it is, like, voter-wise, always the conservatives that don't believe in climate change. They and do. That's a, that no, is a planet-destroying problem. They, they believe in climate change, but the rich would lose money if we tried to shift our policies right now. So they try to sell it to people that it's not real. Right, right. I mean, that's that's a huge part of uh, corporate propaganda is... Um, you know, as long because as long as you continue to deny climate change, then you keep buying gas. The oil companies keep getting away with everything, and we don't invest money in uh, clean alternatives that could actually save the planet. So that uh, Exxon Mobil and all that shit can keep making a few so more like, dollars. So, like right now, I just read a thing like seventy percent. And by the way, Exxon Mobil CEOs in charge of America right now because Trump just put them in charge of America. They're not even masking it anymore. There's no degrees of separation. They're just in charge of energy. 70, in charge of everything. 70% of the ocean's biodiversity is either dead or dying, and it's going to go up to 90%. Um, and I don't think people realize that when the ocean's fucked, we are fucked. The ocean is our life, is the life creator, the, like the life generator yeah. of the fucking, uh, of the planet. Yeah, it's, 
it's like when the honeybees all die, we die. And I know that they're not the only ones that can pollinate like they do, but they're the only ones that can do it now because humans fucked over the ecosystem and made them the only thing in charge. You know what's a really, really, what would be a really good thing to help the planet out right now? Lots of abortions! Yeah, yeah. Because uh, over, overpopulation is kind of a problem. That's Oh, it's not even overpopulation. It's just the ones of us who do exist use way too much shit. Um, like... Yeah. Fucking goddamn it. So let's go into a goddamn Dear Abby to make myself feel a little bit better. Speak. Um, I said I say, speaking you. of abortions, Dear Abby. Yeah, speaking of uh, Dear Abby, my Dear Abby advice is like, man, this person should have been aborted. <laughs> she says, Dear Abby, my mother is 86 and drives everyone in the family crazy. When we have to spend time with her, she says things that make people cringe. She's racist, homophobic, judgmental, and critical of everybody and everything. When we try to point out that what she says hurts people, she starts going into how much she is hurt daily by all of us and how mean we are to her and how we are her family and need to be more loving. We all feel sorry for her and hate how lonely she is. We include her in all major holidays and family celebrations, but she is usually the cause of a major blow-up or an overall downer for the gathering. Now, I wish I could help her see that she's her own worst enemy. I hate the idea of excluding mom from family gatherings, but it's nearing that point. She has no friends. She goes to radical political meetings and constantly tries to push her health products on us. Do you have any <laughs> suggestions for how to respond to someone who is difficult for the whole family? I love mom and care about her, but I'm at my wit's end. Wow. Did you write this, Pat? Is this about your mom? <laughs> I know she's not 86, but... I mean, she's pushing 86. But, um... <laughs> this, is, this is seriously this is seriously Pat, just like, uh, fucking... It's driving the family crazy. It's like, first of all, I mean, I can use some, like, general advice that I've learned over time. For one thing, yeah, whenever you try to tell them, tell deplorables how deplorable they are, they do get super offended. Because everything they say about liberals is actually true about them. They are the snowflakes who are easily triggered. Um, they... Uh, yeah, so keeping in mind that she's an easily triggered snowflake, first of all, you can't say you're being racist, you're being sexist or whatever. You can't use any of those words because to them, you're just making fun of them. That's the same thing as saying you're stupid, you're whatever. I you think you have to say... They, they, are, that... they are broad insults to them. They don't have specific meanings to these well, people. If you want to you change to... them, I think you have to say that thing you said is sexist, that thing you said is no, racist, no, the, the, you know what I mean? don't even use that word be like look mom whenever you say um those black people are unhygienic that's a very mean thing to say about people and maybe you should keep that thought to yourself part of me don't, don't that even this... say that's racist as fuck lady stop stop your shit <laughs> part of me thinks that this lady is probably not saying that black people are unhygienic it's probably worse than that I know, I was just, that was from uh, Mississippi Burning. There are certain people in this community who are unhygienic, and it's very offensive to the locals. So that was just the first racist thing I thought of. Um, I, uh, I, go, I go further than this, because I, I had a similar issue. Like, uh, me and parts of my family don't get along, and I realized something. You know, just because somebody shares the same DNA sequence as you does not mean that you have to like or love them or in any way associate with them beyond the uh, standard like, hi, how you doing? So your advice is to just stop inviting her to events. It's like, look, she's 87. She's going to die soon. Fuck her. Let, her. let her rot away in her house full of um, saran wrap furniture and cats. Well, if you've spent 86 years of your life and you're still an asshole, you deserve to be lonely. I'm sorry. You've had 86 <laughs> years to figure it out. 
and this is what you got. Like, yeah, that's that's another thing you need to be aware of. At this age, she's not gonna learn who she is is who she is. She's not gonna change at this point. Here's that what, ship sailed like here's what, decades here's, ago. Here's what my family and I do when we see each other in person. The family I don't agree with. I'm really thinking of my grandma. Um, <laughs> we we don't we we keep we keep the conversation uh, literally away from anything besides the perfunctory like family stuff what's going on in church you know what i mean because right. St- stick to things that people won't hate you for saying right i guess that's what you should do with yeah, um with exactly. your exactly i say this person's yeah. mom or grandmother that's her mom i would tell her be like mom. listen you keep it civil keep the politics out of it i'll keep the politics out of it because here's my thing if i if my grandmother didn't have the civility to like just not go there with me I'd go toe to fucking toe with her. And this lady, it's like, I don't give a fuck if you're 86. Fuck you. If you're a shitty person, you're a shitty person. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why we coddle old people. Oh, he's 92, <laughs> you know? It, he was just raised around the clan. That's just the way you think. Well, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lot, lot. Remember that one uh, famous uh, photo of the Nazis all like doing their salute with one guy standing there with his arms yeah, crossed. Yeah, the one grumpy dude with his arms crossed. I love that guy. That's who I yeah. want to be when I'm old. Right. That's uh, you can say they're raised around the clan. Well, just because you're com- completely surrounded by literal Nazis does not mean you have to go along with them. You know, it's not Look hard. Look at this to, guy. It's not hard to fake nice at family functions. <clears throat> I do it every time I'm at one. Yes, I know, because when I go to family get-together, like, 90% of the people there, Trump voters, right? Yeah. So I cannot talk about politics around right. them, I just because I know yeah. where they are um, morally, I know where they are politically, and yeah. you are you definitely are not a nice person morally if you're a Trump supporter at this point, because he's murdering children in baby cages as part of his fucking right. policies. And I, don't... I know that Fox News lies and says, well, you know... Obama did no like the picture that's floating around of kids and two like children in cages during Obama's administration. He did not order them put in cages. He did not make it a policy to cage thousands well, I don't and even, thousands of children. I don't even like that you're justifying them with the whataboutism. But my point is, they look, I'm, they I'm, that's I'm, their only go to is whataboutism. Like my point is, I'm not going to go in there between the mashed potatoes and the turkey and be like, by the way, fuck Trump. Yes, I hope he dies, and I hope he burns in hell. I'm just gonna be like, man, these are pretty good potatoes. What kind of butter did you use? You know, I'm kind of a exactly. I don't, I don't bring up Trump. I, God, I stay so far away from that. But my problem is, if I'm sometimes they bring it up to me, and the last time I was um, with uh, my mom, she's like, just tell me you don't like Nancy Pelosi, and I almost said fuck Nancy Pelosi, but I'm like, no, no, I do not like her at all. Um, but that's so my, that's true. But that's only true because she keeps saying she doesn't want to impeach Trump. So I'm I genuinely hate Nancy at this point. It's like God damn it, lady, why are you protecting that monster? Well, we'll get into that political game. But my whole point is like, here's the thing. I'll respect the. It's it's like Romeo and Juliet. Remember when like the two families, uh, the Montagues and the Capulets, they had like the you know respect the peace, respect the truce. We hate each other vehemently, but respect the truce. Yes. I respect the truce. Now, if I go to a family gathering and someone doesn't respect the truce, fuck it. All bets are off. I'll be the fucking, what was that guy, the Lord of Cats that started the whole fight in Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, I'll throw down. You want to fucking have a debate, you old son of a bitch? We'll fucking go. But if you don't want to go there, let's just enjoy this family gathering. Because you're going to die before the next time you get to vote, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> that reminds me of um, my this new lady, favorite. Well, I mean, this, this lady's not going to make it to fucking 90. 
I hope not. Oh my god. Well, I look, mean, I mean the derabulate. Not my god, grandma. I don't know if my grandma's god, gonna die. God loves a dictator, so you know she may just keep living on and on because true evil never dies. Well, like that, you know this this lady could well make it to 120 just to keep voting for Trump. Well, for well she's definitely she's definitely not driving. So all you gotta do is drive her to the wrong place, set up a fake <laughs> voting booth. Boom. You've helped oh my cause. God! With like her grandson and like uh, a top hat and a mustache to say, "Oh, just right this way, Grandma. I mean, Lady, you can vote over here." Yeah, and you can make a whole ballot for her. Like, what's on the ballot today? Trump, Trump, Trump. Let's beat black people again. Hey, you know those gays? Let's put them back in shock therapy, and she'll just be pickled and happy and just. I voted for all that, and then we're like, I yeah, voted for it? the electrodes for, or I voted for the electrodes for gays. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be a whole thing, and she'll be fucking happy, and then you don't have to talk to her anymore because she's not gonna do. <laughs> she's not gonna do any more research into anything. Clearly, she's 86. She already hasn't. Um, yep. But yeah, man, you don't have to love but, your family. You don't have to like them. You don't have to talk to them. You know, people go, why do politics have to rip us apart? Well, it's like my friend said about the abortion bill. I can respect your views unless your views basically are asking me to die. Because that's what you're asking yeah. people to do with this fucking stupid fucking bullshit attempted an abortion ban. You're asking women to die. Yeah. They're asking women to die. They are asking for children to die at the border. I don't agree with their um, pro-child murder policies. That's, um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, God, it is so hard to associate with people whose active will in life is to see people die in cages, yep. suffering, yep. traumatized away from their family. Even the ones that are reunited have been proven to be just fucking wrecked as people psychologically. So, you ready to get into some softer Dear Abby? Yeah, I actually wanted to first say what my new uh, favorite version of Romeo and Juliet was. I just saw it the other day. What's Since you brought favorite? up Romeo and Juliet, I'm What's just like, oh, that, that'd be like a fun little sidebar. It's in um, the video game Near Automata. At one okay. point during one of the quests, you step into a play, and the robots put on a, uh, a version of Romeo and Juliet, which is their best interpretation of how the humans probably once um, imagined the play. Uh -huh. Keep in mind, this is the year 11,000, so these robots don't know fuck all about human society, which went extinct in the year 3000 in this timeline. So the first robot comes out, and it's like, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? And this is identified as Juliet number one. And then Romeo number one comes out and says, Juliet, Juliet, wherefore art thou, Juliet? And then another Juliet comes out, and it's Juliet number two. And she's like, are you my Romeo? And then Romeo number two comes out and says, which one are you, or which one are thou, my Juliet? And then Juliet number three comes out, and then... Uh, Romeo number three comes out and then they all become distressed and begin shooting at each other until only one Juliet remains with everyone else dead and so then she self-destructs and someone in the audience says there were six of them and now there are none that is very deep on a personal level to me this sounds like the way Fox News would portray Romeo and Juliet <laughs> yep okay so, so new Dear Abby so the second Dear Abby says Dear Abby I've been happily married for more than 40 years since he retired a couple of years ago, it has come to my attention that he, and I assume he is her husband, has been getting mail in a separate private mailbox. I don't dun, see a good reason dun, for this. Dun. And, yeah, and it is weighing on me heavily. Heavily. I don't want to make a big deal of it, but I'm concerned. He sees all our bills and evidently pays other ones I'm not aware of. Because of this, I feel like a second-class citizen who is too stupid to know the ins and outs of our finances. He's because... definitely cheating on you, and this is like <laughs> the mail from his second family. Because I don't see anything he buys or pays for, I remain in the dark. Conversely, he sees every penny I spend, uh, 
And it's not that he isn't generous. I lack for nothing. It's that he is secretive. And then in quotes, I don't think he is into porn or something else nefarious. At this stage in my marriage, do you have any advice for me? Do I confront him? I'm not confident he would be the, give me the information. I mean, if I was married to a guy that just like bought me whatever I asked for, I'd be like, you know what? If you want to have a second family on the side, I'm good with that now. We've been married for 40 years. We've fucked like, what is it, 30,000 times. So uh, I feel like I'm winning at this point. Even if you're fucking someone else on the side, I'm going to play my new Xbox and uh, you're going to buy me this list of games. Uh, well, get out of my room. I do like she says right my now. My man cave. She says right now the mailbox is the least of your worries, and I go, yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know, man. If the marriage is rolling along for 40 years, do you want to know at this point? Uh, no. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that was um, that was, that was a joke from some comedian somewhere. Um, you know, I feel like... Or, I don't remember who it was, but he's like, I figure I fucked her X number of times by now. I'm probably winning. Who cares if she fucks someone else? <laughs> Just like, yeah, it's I, I do, it's I do think that he's living a secret double life. But you know what? At the same time, maybe he's just into um, like something that he considers embarrassing, like a stamp collection, and he just wants to keep that private. Um, I think so. This is the weird thing about old people. Maybe so, he's a hardcore brony, and this is like all of his uh, rainbow dash mail. So there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um... What do you call it? A lot of, you know, millennial bashing these days. About, oh, millennials aren't getting married and millennials like to sleep around and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, no, millennials people... aren't fucking at all. They're like not even not sleeping or, or they're not even sleeping around. They're not sleeping around. That's like the big scandal these days. Yeah, oh, you can... can't have sex when you're on your phone all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I can attest to that. <laughs> not, the, not the phone part, but the millennials anyway. Um, my whole point was... No millennials know, old... fucking Peter. You know, old people used to cheat. Uh, how? Like you said, they would start a whole second family with four other kids in another state. <laughs> You're right. And it's it like, wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be loosey goosey. It would be um a whole like thing, a whole double the, life. The fifties had us like just everyone was back from the war and happy to be alive, and they were like, I gotta start as many families as possible. And I'm like, that seems horrible. I don't want a family, let alone multiple families in multiple states. Like, that seems terrible. So, I don't know. Maybe he's doing that. It's been 40 years. They seem like old people. Do you want to get to meet... Do you want to meet his other family? Um, hmm. I mean, nah. I'm, I'm very curious what's... In, well, you know what? Am I curious? What if it's just fish... Again, what if it's something stupid like fishing magazines? He knows it's dumb. She would know it's dumb. Let's just... Let's forget about it. Well, here's what I think. Uh... If someone's got a private mailbox that you don't have access to, and you've been uh, married for forty years, there were probably you know, other there were probably other signs before the mailbox. You know what I mean? If there are any other signs at all, like he'll mysteriously go away for three weeks at a time, I'd be like, what? What? He definitely yeah. has another family then. Then he, yeah, but if that's literally the only other sign, then I say fuck it. I just or if that's maybe, the, literally the only sign. Who cares? I mean, I'd probably ask him about it, but I mean, shit. In my current yeah. relationship, I don't have a key to our shared mailbox, so like, <laughs> I don't see really my mail. No, okay. Yeah, I don't really care. Okay. Like, I'm not like, oh, what is she hiding in that mailbox? It's just, it's a pain in the ass to get another mail key made. So it's just fucking, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess ask, but also think about uh, this may implode your marriage. So do you really want to know? 
I mean, at the very least, if you have, if you've literally not even asked him about it, then ask. Be like, well, what, what do you get yeah. in that other mailbox? And if you, if he's like, none of your business, woman, that's when you get suspicious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's five across the eyes if you ask me again. That is a common thing of old dudes not letting their old ladies know about the finances, which is kind of dangerous because... That, yeah, because well, Hank Hill did that, right? Like, he kept um, his finances under lock and key, and he no, like turned off all the lights in the no. room and turned on a little torch light to show Bobby. No, he was he shared all his finances with his wife. He just didn't want the public to know. He was a very progressive guy. All right. Yeah. But I, I just remember, like, whenever he went to show Bobby what they made, because uh, Bobby thought that his dad was rich. Yeah, no, no, no. He just didn't want anybody else to, like, loudmouth about his finances, but he shared everything with his wife. Um, that was a super progressive show. No, there's a lot of old guys <laughs> that, like, you know, don't, don't like, because there's a whole idea that the wife should be the homemaker and not be financially literate. But it's like, what happens if you die, you fucking idiot? I, I mean, I, I would love to be a homemaker and let someone else bring home the bacon. I'm that's, good with that. That's why I don't like gender roles or gender norms. I'm just like, Exactly. Yeah. It fucking pisses me off. I have no problem not being the breadwinner. I have no issue with that. Uh, so, you know. Fucking... Yeah, I mean, if you if you're cool with me staying home all day and playing near Automata, I mean, um, doing the dishes or whatever, I'll do that. You just reminded <laughs> gladly. Me, I, I do have some dishes to do after this podcast. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. So let's get into the political news tonight. Fucking uh, have politics been happening? Subpoena surprise! Like everyone's getting. It's like the Oprah of subpoenas. Everyone's getting subpoenaed by Congress. Today's subpoena supreme. First of all, this all started with um, just like a series of fucking bullshit things happening. And my notes start off very dark with me just like ranting and raving into the void of, uh, of a Word document about how they need to do the house needs to do something about this. And then they actually do it. I'm like, oh, wow. Huh. A podcast to no play makes Pat a dull boy. Pretty much. So like uh, bar the contemptuous news. The house. Well the, well, the first part of that was Barr still hasn't released the full unredacted report to Congress. Right, so last week he said he... Now, this is a proven fucking lie, right? Because he said that the only reason he didn't release it uh, last Friday or whenever it was due was because the printer broke. But now we know that that's fucking horseshit because he's still refusing to release it, and Trump decided to call executive privilege on it. Which so executive... now he's saying it's all it's all executive privilege. So now. no one else gets to see it. Executive privilege is really interesting in how you interpret it. As far because I read a I read a whole bunch on it about what people claim is executive privilege. It does have limitations, um, but like. You can't. So he's trying to use it as an umbrella for everything, and you can't. Uh, it doesn't extend that far. Um, so they subpoenaed. Uh, they, they subpoenaed Bob Barr after he refused to meet with them. So when Congress tells you as subpoena, you have to appear for Congress. You have to. That's the law. That's a co-equal branch of government. He's right. trying to claim executive privilege to keep the um, the report from being released. But is he also trying to use executive privilege to keep Barr from testifying? I don't know about Barr from testifying. Now, so far they have not held Barr in contempt for refusing to testify, but they are officially holding him in contempt for not releasing the Mueller report. However, right. apparently, even though I know that the House has the ability to lock people up, they're going to try and punish him through the Justice Department, so he would have to choose to lock himself up, but he's never going to do that, so he is above the law. Well, no matter should... how... Uh, he should be in fucking prison. He should but be impeached, be. or he should be, uh, shall I say, disbarred? Because um, <laughs> that's another big thing. Is like 
There's all kinds of ramifications for this. They also subpoenaed uh, Trump's tax returns, and he is trying to claim executive privilege over that. Uh, and the the wording of it is, it, they're doing that thing where they get real hung up on the word, like, you have to turn over records to Congress if they give a like a reason or what. I'm trying to remember exactly how it's phrased, but a reason for requesting it. And... Uh... Fucking you don't Mnuchin. actually. You don't. Um, Mnuchin is trying to say you have to give a valid reason and then I'll release it. That's not the law. That's not the fucking law. And that brings us back to what we were saying earlier about how um, you know being arrested for resisting arrest. Yeah. This brings us all the way back around to that because when it comes to giving a reason for something, it doesn't have to be a real reason. If they say we're investigating such and such, you have to just fucking hand it over. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're like, that so, reasoning is bullshit. You can't arrest me for resisting arrest. That's the reason, the, though. It's on the books. Fucking hand it over. The problem with this is I had a friend who compared this to the birther thing. And I go, no, because he released it. Also, that wasn't legitimate. This is a legitimate request by Congress. Additionally, it comes down to the idea, do you believe in the rule of law or do you just believe that your guy should win. Because right now, every pot, every basis of the rule of law that we have is being fucking challenged. Like, And that's yeah. a problem. You cannot govern a country if you that are unwilling... No laws. Yeah, if you are unwilling to follow the laws. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the laws. I think a lot of them are bullshit. But I also don't think that the highest legislating body in the land should be ignored. Because once that happens, we have a dictatorship. Yeah. And King Trump can't just keep hiding his tax returns. And here's the thing. He might force impeachment if he tries to keep right. protecting his taxes because the legitimate reason they could give is we're investigating him yes. for to yes. impeach him. Preach, and brother. Preach. That's what I was going to say. Their strongest case for being like, hand this shit over, is if they say hand this shit over to start impeachment proceedings. He may fucking impeach himself. Uh, he may force That's them... That's yeah. what Nancy Pelosi's been saying, is that he's becoming self-impeachable. But Stephen Colbert pointed out, that's like saying your appendix is so close to being burst, it's self-removable. And the doctors are like, well, you know, it's about to be self-removable, so go on. Get at it. Like, no, like... you're the fucking person that does it. You do it, Nancy. You impeach him. He's that's not going to was... self-impeach. That... No, I mean, he's going to force Congress to move to... He's going to force Congress to move to impeachment proceedings. No, um... no, I, I was still quoting Col... Well, paraphrasing Colbert. He, uh, it's, it's like, you know, I just did a lesson on, uh, Nixon and stuff like that, and so there was a big thing when Congress told Nixon he had to turn over the tapes, and he tried to claim executive privilege, and then he was like, Haru, can I have those tapes back for editing purposes? Uh, I would no sooner hide the tapes than I would hide my, uh, dog, Checkers. <laughs> Shut up, damn it! <laughs> and, yeah, and, and so he w it went to, like, court, I, you know, uh, I guess I heard the people... a really cute story the other day, speaking of Nixon. Just yeah. right quick to insert it. There was one guy in Saturday Night Live that he was actually friends with, and he would call him up all the time and ask for him. And the person on the phone would be like, there's a guy doing a Nixon impression for you. And he'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take it. And they, yeah. they never asked him, who's that person doing such a great Nixon impression? And they had they never knew that it was actually Nixon calling him, and he never told them. Here's the thing about Nixon. He was a piece of shit, but he also, like did some decent policy things for the country with, like, the EPA and the Clean Air Act and shit like that. Um, and Nixon probably would have served as one of the, like, you know, he was still a shitbag for a lot of his policies and the things he did, like extending the war in Vietnam to get elected. He, but He tried to poison a guy by dropping a single poisoned uh, pill into his um, Advil. Uh, wait, not Advil. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or aspirin, aspirin, rather. Who did a he try to... Who did he try to poison? I, I wrote a whole uh, essay on it. It's like uh, 25 pages long. There's um, Care to summarize? 
Oh, Jesus, I don't even know where this thing is right now. I'll have to Was find the guy it. American? Was he Cuban or Russian? Like, uh, Hold on, I have a book on it over here. Um, uh, Richard come, uh, Jack, Jack Anderson, maybe. Say, no, no, come on, come on, that's someone come else. On, come, uh, on, Pat, come on, Bob Barr, fucking give us a decent summary. And then move to Washington. Any, no, Jack Anderson's one of his people. Uh, anyway, the point being, if Nixon had not... He would have probably won without the Watergate scandal. He didn't need that info. Uh, like, And had he probably complied with some stuff early on and not acted like a complete fucking panicked moron, he probably would have survived his presidency. Honestly, I think he would have. Yar. Um, yeah, Jack Anderson. He tried to poison Jack Anderson. He's a member of the press, one of many people that was investigating him beyond just um, the two famous one, Woodsward and Bernstein. Uh, yeah. Jack Anderson was also investigating him. So whenever he started to get too close, Nixon sent a couple goons to his house to poison him. And he dropped uh, a single poison pill in the guy's... Um, what do you call it? Aspirin container. But the guy just never took enough aspirin to get to the poisonous pill before yeah, he discovered the, that the goons had planted the pill on him. That's the thing about a lot of Nixon stuff in Watergate. It was so dumb. Like the whole Watergate thing, they were discovered because they taped a door open and an old man security guard found it and was like, a mystery is at foot. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, if you're going to poison somebody, poison all the pills in the aspirin. Yeah, like, don't just drop one in and hope that they eventually get to it. Because you know how I take my aspirin? Uh, I fumble, fistful I, at a time. I fumble around in the cabinet until I knock the fucking unsecured bottle open. Aspirin flies everywhere. <laughs> at, le at least four go down the fucking sink, two in the toilet, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to poison my aspirin, man, <laughs> you better poison the whole bottle because chances are I just dumped half of it down the toilet on accident. Now, here's the real question. Do you think that whenever Trump finally leaves office and we can finally arrest the asshole for obstruction, the next person will just slide in and uh, pardon him for everything? I think so, and here's why I think so. Because um, I just I just taught a lesson on Nixon, and I taught a lesson on Ford. And this is so different from that. but It yeah. is, but there are similarities. Ford pardoned Nixon, not because Nixon didn't deserve to be prosecuted for his crimes, but because Ford did not want the rest of his presidency to be completely consumed by Watergate, so he thought that the only way to heal the country and move past Nixon was to pardon him and fucking shuffle him off to his fucking mansion in Yorba Linda, never to be seen again, right? Um, was he right or wrong? I don't know, man. It's kind of like 50-50. Like, yeah, Nixon should have paid for his crimes, but also you got to... Nixon's crimes aren't nearly as bad as killing children in baby cages. Ah, uh, I mean, he did try to poison a guy straight up. <laughs> Um, right, but, but yeah. there are two, at well, least two, actually dead children now. Well, Nixon also bombed a shit ton of civilians in Vietnam, and all those people died, so... Trump's been bombing people. Yeah, I'm not trying to get into a body count. I'm just saying it's not like Nixon <laughs> didn't Nixon was, didn't have any blood on his hands. Um, but my point is, so the next guy, do you pardon him and heal the country, or do you let this shit drag on? I'm almost in favor of, like, I just want the country to be healed, and I want us to get back from this place of, like, there are two sides... I you, I, you I know, wanted once, the person who won the election to win the election so we could move past this. I just want I just wanted to get to fucking like I won't want there to be just two sides of the fucking line where like you get on this side or that side, we're gonna fucking kill the other people. I don't want to. The problem is is that if you pardon them, then his people will always believe that they were in the right, so they'll continue to vote the way they vote. If you actually make sure Trump sees justice, his people may some of them, just enough of them well, that they can't keep stealing elections, may begin many? to realize they were wrong. Well, how many people do you talk to today that were like, Nixon was right the whole time? 
No one, but no one has to right now for the Republicans to retain power. How many people do you talk to today that say Bush was right the whole time? Uh, there's still a couple floating around, but my point is, like... It's, yes, I, it's retroactive history. As soon as Trump's gone, they're going to quickly move on and say that they were never supporting him. But Hillary! I want that's him, always I want go-to. Him, I want him prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Are you caught up on uh, um, Game of Thrones? No, I haven't seen the most recent episode. Well, there's a phrase. They used it again, but they used it previously, but... My you can whole... go ahead. I, I don't care. Uh, I saw I saw the spo- or I, I've seen as much of the series as I care to remain unspoiled on. So you can spoil whatever at this point. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, my whole thing is, whatever I want for the country, I want the good of the realm. I want for the good of the country and the world. You know what I mean? And I and I, I think that it is just speaking of the good of the world. We have to show the rest of the world uh, that we are better than Trump, and we can't show them that if we let him get away with everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, maybe if we this... if we let him serve out his entire four years, then lose the election lawfully, peacefully transition, get pardoned. He never suffers for what he did. He's never removed from office. Then we're show- telling the rest of the world, no, this is who we are. This is who we are. And we're OK with all this. And now we're just going to move on. Maybe. But also Don Jr. is being subpoenaed and there's nothing that they can do to stop that. And it might hopefully land Don Jr. in jail. And here's why I, I hate so. Here's why I hate Don Jr. This is a very personal thing. I don't like people who are mean, stupid, and mm-hmm. pompous. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect storm of assholishness. I don't think... Look, it's just like, if you're going to be mean and stupid, at least be nice. If you're going to be mean, at least be super smart. Uh, but he's just the worst combination of traits you could find in a human being. Um, he reminds me of like a foppish dandy lord from like the medieval times, you know, <laughs> the son that never quite grew up and became the warrior that his father was. And he's just, he's like, yeah, daddy. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Fucking invade, invade Ireland. Yeah. Like, but you Put know, him in an Ireland bag, daddy. Yeah. yeah he, he can't, he can't ride a horse. You know what I mean? He can't lead troops. Yeah. He's a fucking foppish dandy. Um, <laughs> with a feather in his cap. Yeah, so he might, he might, and so Trump's already like, I don't want him to, I don't want him to, he's already testified, he shouldn't have to testify again, I go, yeah, right. well, uh, him testifying before is why they're calling him back, by the way, yeah. it's uh, not even the House calling him up here, it's the, uh, it's the Republican-led Senate, it's the Senate, that's what's crazy, these are your friends, like, we've gotten yeah, to the so... point now where, like, just everything is so cannibalistic that people are just fucking attacking each other, I love it, well, part of it is because, um, the guy that's calling him up there, who is it now? I don't it's, even know. Uh, I just know that like I was like, oh shit, the Senate. I didn't think we were going to see any movement for that until yeah, fucking... Burr. Uh, Senator Burr is uh, calling him up there, and it's because in the Mueller report, Burr was listed as a possible co-conspirator. So to cover his own ass, he has begun to cannibalize mm. the GOP by calling yeah. Trump Jr. up to testify about how he lied the last time he was up <laughs> testifying before the Senate. Oh, your sins shall be visited upon your sons. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, it, either he'll plead the fifth or he won't show. If he doesn't show, they can not only hold him in contempt, but they can actually arrest him, unlike Barr, who's above the law. He could show up and just plead the fifth. Why wouldn't you do that? Because uh, he's a douchebag. He's he's not, He's. I mean, his dad's super not smart, and Trump Jr.'s even dumber. Um, and then I there's, s- like, Eric Trump Jr., who's, like, off eating a brick somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know what happened to Eric, but he's kind of like the Jeb Bush of the Trumps, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jerry Rock. Yeah, exactly. He like he's out of a kind of a dumb lot. He's definitely the dumbest. Yeah. So there's oh. uh oh, 
Uh, so in um, Putin cock goblin news, remember the other day whenever I told you that um, Trump called up uh, Vladimir Putin and talked to him for like an hour about the Mueller report? Yeah, right? which is super fucking illegal. Did you hear the Giuliani news? Yes, I did. Did you uh, hear that they were trying to um, arrest John Kerry? <laughs> there Trump is. is. Yeah, yeah, he wants he wants to arrest John Kerry for the Iran deal that fell apart. Um, Giuliani wants the Ukraine to investigate the Mueller investigation, mm-hmm. which is, I don't even know what game Giuliani's playing. I'm really hoping that Giuliani is a deep plant and he's playing 4D chess, but he really seems like an old guy with dementia that's sitting at the park with no pants on and doesn't realize it. Yep. So feed the ducks. To feed the ducks. So uh, anyway, in Putin did you know Cop that these news, ducks are communists? America, yeah. Grandpa, you're not t- wearing any pants. Oh God, I forgot he was the America guy. Yeah. But the best part about the cop goblin news is that inside sources from uh, from the White House said that Trump not just talked to Putin about it, but Putin didn't want to talk to him that day. <laughs> Trump begged him. Trump begged him to talk, and he kept begging him until Putin reluctantly agreed to have a conversation with him. You know what so I want to say? Putin was to... drugged into a conversation for an hour that he didn't want to be a part of. You know what I want to say to Putin? What's that? When he's like, why? Why did this happen? Why did this guy call me all the time? I want to be like... <laughs> I want to do the... Pad, now lie in it. I want to do the whole Batman, the fucking Batman Beyond speech and be like, well, you hammered them, and they turned to a man they didn't quite understand. Yep. Yeah, that pretty much just like, yeah, you've created a supervillain that not even you understand. This is your fault, Putin. Fucking welcome. I hope he gets deported and you have to fucking live with him. I hope he gets deported and then you have to live with him. <laughs> We're going to be roomies. This is going to be the best. You guys have cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Get me get me a blanket. I saw this you know, work before with Rasputin. Because you know that, the, oh, my God, Trump would be like Rasputin because, I mean... <laughs> There's no way that guy, like, he's put his body through so much trauma over the years. Like, yeah. there's no way that you could kill him. <laughs> like, there's yep. no way that you could put more poison in his body than he gets from all the cheeseburgers he eats constantly. Also, yep. that's a fucking crime. Dude, if you're rich and you have a White House chef, how are you eating at McDonald's? Yeah, they have a wonderful, wonderful steak place right down the road, which he could burn and put all the ketchup on it he wanted, but... Dude, if I, had a, just... if I had a personal chef, I would be like, man, you know what I want you to do today? Make me something great from the continent of Asia. I would just ask it's... for just random, surprise, delicious dinners constantly. I would demand a dodo bird egg. And then whenever <laughs> they say, but the dodo bird's gone extinct, I'd hold a gun to their head. And I'm like, it's gone what now? <laughs> Either the dodo bird makes a meal... <laughs> Or you become a meal. But either Either way. Either the dodo bird becomes a meal, or you do. Which is it? But yeah, I mean, you're a personal chef. Come on, I bet that chef can make a way better hamburger than McDonald's. And speaking of people in the Trump administration getting arrested, um, Mnuchin is um, continuing. Oh, we actually already covered this. Speaking of cocksmoker news. I did did like the Onion article. I like the Onion article that said Mnuchin eats all of Trump's tax returns in order to keep from giving them over to Congress. Wonderful. They did do a New York Times expose, and I was a little bit mad about it because a lot of the news stories made it a very clickbaity headline. Where like Trump tax returns released. Yeah, yeah the the tax fraud. That was um that's not from his most recent one though. That was right. from the eighties. Yeah. That's the eighties when he was supposed to be doing the best, and he actually yeah. lost two billion in yeah. uh, revenue. Which, by the way, that's more money than he even got from his dad. 
Yeah. So but he went into the hole that year, and that was whenever he supposedly was doing the best. So since then, he's been trying to dig himself out of the hole, probably getting money from uh, Russian oligarchs to do it. Yeah. So yeah, that so that came out. It wasn't his recent tax returns, but they were able to like through some fancy investigating find matches with his tax returns from like eighty something through I think like ninety four. Yeah, the dude is just bleeds money. The dude spends money worse than I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, he actually lost more money than any other taxpayer in those years combined. I'm just like uh, I'm like mm, nine dollar empanadas. Don't mind if I do bodega. They, they... They said that, um, what was it, 2% of all lost money in America for those 10 years came from Trump. Well, now he's trying to top himself because I'm certain that more this than 2% is, this of... Is all, this is all his dad's money, by the way. He he didn't earn this money, then lose it. He inherited it, then lost, then lost it. it. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. What a moron. In the, in the, in the, uh, the phrase from that cartoon, Two Stupid Dogs, what a fowler. Yep. And then he, but he managed to hold up the illusion that he was a successful businessman, mostly thanks to fucking reality TV, which a long fucking time ago I wrote a story about how reality TV was going to fuck the planet and destroy it. I just didn't know which show. I thought it would be Survivor. I didn't realize it was going to be Celebrity Apprentice. Nah, it would but, definitely be one of those celebrity shows. Yeah, damn. But yeah, because he played a successful businessman on TV, people thought that he was one. He managed to brand himself as that. But keep in mind, he was not those people's boss. He was their co-worker. To they were fair, all playing together. People think that Harrison Ford was an archaeologist, so, I mean... Yeah, are... yeah. But, I mean, fucking Dr. House is tremendous, but I wouldn't want him to actually <laughs> give me a colonoscopy. I'm dying! Get me Hugh Laurie! He's not a real... <laughs> Get me Hugh Laurie! What's yeah. the, um, the guy from Doogie Howser, M.D.? Oh, Pat, Pat, Neil Patrick Harrison. Yeah, get me Neil Patrick Harrison <laughs> to um, remove my uh, gall appendix. No, wait. Get me child Neil Patrick Harrison. Wait, yes. sir, that's not even a thing. Get me child Neil Patrick Harrison! He must still be a child! Only then can his fingers tap my flesh! Oh my god, sir, you've gone mad! Ah! I just start eating <laughs> the person's face. <laughs> America! America! When you're rich, they let you do it! Yeah, pretty much. When you're rich, you can do whatever you want. You know, the one plus side to all this, I gotta say, and I was sad for a while because I thought we were reaching a point in America in which money didn't make you above the law. <laughs> right. It still, it still does, so I've still got something to shoot for. Cool. Yeah. Do, do you have new examples or just these examples? No, just these examples. I mean, Jeff uh, Bezos yeah. is going to mine water on the moon, which is great because now Amazon's going to own shit. the moon. Yeah. What? There's no water on the moon? What the fuck? Well, I don't, man, talk to fucking, you, tell that to Amazon when I get my fucking cool, refreshing uh, a load of Amazon moon, moon water. water. Would you drink water from the moon? That no. can't, can't be healthy. No, because I don't want to be the first guy to, like, be patient zero with, like, the weird moon virus that just wipes out humanity. There's, uh, in the fucking, my favorite video game of all time, Bloodborne, the story's very obfuscated, but if you dig into it, you discover what happened in that town, was that they discovered this new liquid, like, deep under the town, that they started to just let everyone drink, and it seemed to make them healthier, and then everyone turned into horrific, uh, like, blood monsters. Yeah, because yeah, Because yeah. what it was, was the blood from a headless, immortal beast that was slain a long time ago, but it stayed alive because it's immortal, and it just languishes in the dungeons underground, bleeding constantly, and they found its blood just let everyone drink it sounds like a doctor who episode kind of well uh that's it for uh for this episode uh remember guys uh if you want to get ahead in life uh eat the rich uh however you choose <laughs>
fucking open the show, you son of a bitch.